Welcome to the Iron Skies Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Massad. This podcast is dedicated to discussing topics in STEM, to give you exposure to different career paths, and also share life investing and life improving ideas for the young and upcoming generations. My goal is to provide you with free, valuable insight, knowledge, and wisdom from my personal life experiences, as well as the guest speakers on the show. I truly believe that our thoughts and habits shape our reality and that anyone has the capability to create the life that they want and desire. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, check us out on YouTube as well. Please share this podcast with whoever you think will benefit from and enjoy. And without further ado, let's get started. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Iron Skies podcast and channel. I'm your host, Tony Massad. In today's episode, I want to talk about mechanical engineering. What is mechanical engineering? Uh, what are the things involved in it? Why it is important? Also, what it takes to become a mechanical engineer based on my personal life experience. Before we get into that, make sure you like, subscribe, and click that bell notification if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching it. If you're listening on the podcast, please make sure you uh, leave a review, uh, share this with whoever you think will benefit from. And without further ado, let's get started. So, First things first, I'll start with the fundamentals. What is mechanical engineering? So mechanical engineering is basically the design and development of mechanical objects and machines. Um, That's super broad, I know. So we're going to kind of narrow it down. So um, basically, like mechanical engineering is an incredibly broad subject. So just so you know, I'm just going to touch on a few key points and things that I know and have experienced. Um, It's an incredibly broad field. So Basically, um, within mechanical engineering, okay, anything physical that you could possibly imagine that exists, um, that is made in a factory or that you use or whatever, that is all um, designed at some point mechanically. For example, this microphone that I'm using, this Blue Yeti microphone, was definitely mechanically designed. It was the shell, at least, um, was, you know, all the physical parts were um, designed probably in CAD, they were structurally tested, um, and they were, you know, geometric dimensioning, um, and tolerancing applied. And I kind of get into that, but basically every mechanical object that you can possibly think of, um, a mechanical engineer has touched, right? Um, for example, the home that I'm in, um, you know, the building that I'm in, right? Uh, It uses plumbing. It uses heating, ventilation, air conditioning, uh, cooling. Um, It has structural integrity. Uh, It's got it's got so many different you know different materials uh, that it's made from. Uh, You know the strengths have to be evaluated of right the materials. Um, For example, the the heating and cooling right, making sure that there's proper uh, heating and cooling that gets distributed throughout the house. Um, that's very important. Um, it's not just done, you know, kind of ad hoc, you know, there's calculations, there's, um, there's things that are done. There's methods to, to get to those. There's engineering involved. Um, so there's quite a bit, um, uh, you know, in mechanical engineering. So really the science of making mechanical things work and mechanical things that could be like structural, um, you know, uh, static loads, fatigue loading, um, that could be, for example, like a, a dynamic, like dynamic application. So like, how does the system and, and whatnot react, you know, with the laws of motion, right? A lot of physics, um, and calculus is, is, is used, 
um, within mechanical engineering, right? Kinematics, you know, you have a kinematic object, let's say like a, a robotic arm, right? How, how does, right? How do the laws of uh, motion apply to that, you know, mechanical arm? We've all seen like the KUKA robotic arm, the, the Kamau robotic arm, the assembly line robots, like, you know, there, those, every part has to be, uh, evaluated, right. From strength, right strength of material how long can it handle like the life cycle what are the life cycle of all of these parts right do they all fit together right how is it tolerance tolerancing is another subject um i could talk for years on everything um but yeah me mechanical engineering is, is is again super broad so for example um right your car right your car is a very good example of like pretty much like almost every engineering discipline I can think of, right? Besides civil probably, but, uh, you know, you, okay. For example, your car, right? You open the car door. If you look around where the door is, there's like a rubber seal that's called an O-ring typically or an X-ring. Um, but basically, right. So when you're driving in the car and it rains or snows here in Michigan, it snows and rains quite a bit, right? How come, you know, how does it keep you dry? right? Because there's seals, right? Because metal on metal contact, right? You know, that's not a great seal. Um, so there's, there's a rubber O-ring or a gasket and, you know, that compresses and then that keeps from liquid and things getting into the cabin, keeping you dry and comfortable. Um, right. Uh, you, you know, vehicles are a feat of, of engineering now they are. Um, so, you know, another application. So, uh, manufacturing manufacturing engineering um is another uh like field within mechanical engineering so uh, uh manufacturing engineering for example like most parts are you know they're casted um they're machined with the cnc uh you know there's extrusions where you basically you push material through a die and it, and it will basically um you know it'll create it's like a it'll create it has to be like a cross-sectional part uh, basically that has like a, 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 a con constant, uh, cross section, um, extrusion, um, there's welding, there's 3d printing or additive manufacturing, um, manufacturing engineering is super critical reason why, for example, just use the car, right. An automotive vehicle. So like, okay, all the parts that are made in your car are manufactured in a factory, right? So figuring out, okay, how what's the what's the fastest lowest cost most robust um scalable way to create these parts right because let's say i'll just use like a company x automotive company x needs to produce you know i don't know 10 million vehicles per year okay well there's a, there's a part uh, uh sorry a, a car is comprised of so many different pieces right and you know from the exterior right like the sheet metal um, that it's made from the bumpers, the tail lights, um, the, the rims, the tires, all the parts, all the electronics, a vehicle. I can't even like begin to describe is made of so many different parts. All of those need to be manufactured at a level where they can be produced um, at a massive amount and they need to be consistent and meet engineering quality criteria. Right. And that could be right. Like sheet metal. It could be casted parts. It could be injection molded. It could be extruded, um, you know, or welding pieces together or bending pieces of metal, 
or whatever it may be, but uh, manufacturing engineering is another massive um, field within the realm of mechanical engineering. Just to give you an idea how deep it is, like, you know, uh, you could spend a life, multiple lifetimes in a career just on manufacturing um, in castings, right? So castings, right? You have like a mold and you basically pour liquid molten metal into the mold and you get a part, right? That's just one part. That's just one kind of manufacturing engineering casting. And that is an incredibly complex, deep subject that you could spend multiple lifetimes and, and still not even come close to knowing everything. There's just so much involved. Um, another important part of engineering a mechanical is uh, NVH, so noise, vibration, and harshness. So I'll use the the car. Uh, I'll lean on the car example a lot, right? So when you typically, you know, ride in a car, and I'm sure most people have ridden in a car or a vehicle at some point in their lives. Um, here in Michigan, it's automotive capital, so cars are almost as abundant as like water. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Like this is auto capital. Everyone has a car. Um, but anyway, but like, okay, the noise, right? Let's say you're, you drive your car and you hear the noise from the engine. You hear the noise from the brakes. You hear the noise from literally every single thing uh, in the car. And that noise can be like super loud or super quiet, right? But that is, you know, how loud it is, is important. Okay. The vibration, right? Are you feeling the whole, when you drive your car, are you feeling the entire are you feeling the vibration as your car is going over bumps the road? Are you feeling the vibration from the engine? Are you feeling the vibration when your brakes are activated and you're trying to stop? Are you experiencing all these kind of discomforts? And then harshness. Harshness is basically like, uh, like how, like what is, it's like measuring kind of like how um, uncomfortable or, you know, what level of discomfort is this noise and vibration, right? So when, you know, engineers design cars, right? They, they keep, they keep in mind, okay, we want to have the person inside the cabin, like comfortable and kind of like not experiencing a lot of noise, not experiencing a lot of vibration, right? Really kind of isolating the user from the noise and the vibration just enough. So it's a comfortable ride, right? Because if you're driving and you're uncomfortable, you probably won't be the happiest customer. I know I am not. Um, I don't like loud noises. I don't like the harshness. I don't want to hear creaking, squeaking, um, you know, grinding of metal, things like that. So like there's a lot of like physical testing as, as well. That's another realm in in mechanical engineering. So like physically testing uh, products, right? Whether that would be like, again, leaning on the car example, okay, like crash tests, dummy tests, right? G, G load testing, right? Strapping sensors accelerometers and all that sorts of stuff to you know the the car um tensors and whatnot um strapping uh you know accelerometers and whatever to like you know the a dummy um like a dummy model right there's a really cool company that does that called humanetics um but they really they specialize in making crash um crash um safety crash dummies right so how you know if you get into an accident for example how is your body going to handle that are you going to experience, you know, two or three G's or are you going to experience maybe like, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 G's, right? If you experience 10 or 20 or 30 G's, it's probably going to like really like probably kill you or seriously injure you. That is um, a quite a bit of force. Um, G's I'm talking are just uh, units of gravity. So 
For example, like Earth is 9.8 meters per second squared. That's one unit of gravity. Um, but anyway, we won't get into that. Um, another thing in mechanical engineering is like powertrain. So like engines and whatnot. Engines are like you could spend multiple lifetimes just specializing in creating combustion engines. It, it, I'm not an engine guy, so I'm not going to talk too much about the subject, but that's another part of mechanical engineering is, you know, create, you know, creating parts for powertrain related things. So like engines, right. You could be someone who designs pistons, um, for, for engines and, uh, you know, spark plugs, whatever. There's so many different parts of an engine. I won't even get into it, but really important. Another thing like hydraulics and pneumatics, that's another mechanical engineering uh, useful tool. So hydraulics, um, right? You, uh, you ever, have you ever seen like a garbage truck and the garbage truck, right? In the back of it, you'll see the garbage truck just kind of like, you know, you'll, you're the garbage man. Like I watch this because I'm interested. Right? I love seeing heavy machinery operate. But right, the garbage man when I was younger, watch him and he would just throw all the trash in the back of the truck. And then you would see these huge claws or whatever this huge you know you know i guess claw ramp whatever whatever you call it and it would just kind of like scoop up all the garbage and then just compress everything like compress it and i'm just like how is that even possible like just squishing the crap out of it right um you know these things can bend metal um like i don't even know what the limit is but hydraulics is so powerful because it uses the power of of fluids or liquids and and liquids are typically um sorry fluids and liquids um fluids are not necessarily liquids i'll get into that but uh yeah liquids have very low compressibility so you can like you know you put liquid in a pressurized cylinder um and and the way that works is is um i'm not 100 sure but basically the power of uncompressible fluid right will just basically just be like a press and you can kind of compress anything the force is all there and then also another part of mechanical engineering is pneumatics pneumatics is very similar to hydraulics except it's using compressed air and gases are more compressible than liquids so the the force is a there's there's a little bit of um more delay in the force um, so that's why hydraulics are used to typically lift um, heavy objects or press things right hydraulic presses um, again so back to automotive so like you know uh, like a car for example it's got just the mechanical parts of it you've got your wheels you've got your drivetrain you've got shocks you've got dampers um, you've got you know axles all of these things so right for example right the springs right you look at under the belly under the belly of the car and you see these springs right those are like engineered to a t right they all have some sort of spring constant to them that's not too strong and not too weak just enough right to where it needs to be um so those the springs on a car right you you've seen like okay like a mechanical pencil springs are a beautiful engineering uh, design right you have different types of springs and they have a massive wide range use of applications they can store potential energy um you know they're they're used in a wide array but in the car very important to have that your springs be strong enough right do they have a a good life cycle will, will they last well when you go over a bump will they just completely will you blow out a spring 
it does happen. It it can happen. Uh, you know, damping, right? Okay, does the spray does your mechanical system have damping? What does that mean? Okay, let's say you go over a bump, right? Are you gonna are you gonna uh, vibrate up and down? Are you gonna oscillate a million times before coming to a rest? Right? Or are you gonna oscillate just a few times and so the energy dissipates um, at a comfortable, reasonable level, right? To give you an example, uh, like if you didn't have damping on your your car, you would literally go over a bump and you would just feel like a ton of oscillations, right? Just vibrations basically up and down. Imagine like a sine wave. So it's very important for structures to have damping. So when you introduce an excitation force into the system, the energy is dissipated at a reasonable rate. And right, there's there's overdamped, there's underdamped, and there's critically damped, right? And typically you want to have like literally... Um, uh, you want to you want to design a system to be critically damped um, as much as possible. Reason being is um, when it's damped, when the system is damped like right on point, right? You introduce an excitation frequency and you don't hit resonance. Um, resonance is where you just have these wild oscillations and it causes the whole structure to crumble. You don't want that. You want that. You want energy to hit the system. And then you want the energy to be dissipated at a very reasonable rate. You don't want it to go from super excited to boom, you know, instant stop because that's overdamped. You don't want it just enough. So there's a ton of engineering involved just in that. And like ultimately, whenever you're designing anything in mechanical engineering, um, it's just, okay, you know, is it robust? Does it work properly is it tested does it have you know a good life cycle okay is it reliable can it be used you know over and over is it going to function properly and not you know danger the customer keep the customer um you know you have to keep the customer safe right what's the cost okay how much does it cost to create how scalable is it right is it cheap to make um is it going to take 10 hours to make one object and we have a million orders um, you know, like how scalable is it? How can we replicate it? You know, manufacturing scalability. So, you know, cost, robustness, um, scalability. These are very important things. Cost is very um, important, right? Because, okay, let's say you design an object. Okay, but it costs you an astronomical amount. Okay, how can we bring that down, right? And how can we manufacture it at a very high level? So these are very important things because it's very in my opinion, right, you, you, anyone can build anything, right? Anyone can any engineer anything, but like, you know, can you scale it? Is it going to function? Is it robust, reliable? Is it low cost to manufacture? Because if you have an object that, you know, takes, you know, 40 hours to make one and it costs astronomical amount to make, to make it, and it's very hard to manufacture and scale it might be a problem. So, uh, you know, things to keep in mind and like, like, uh, one thing that I, that I love in mechanical engineering is uh, like structural, um, structural and design. Um, those are very important parts. So uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of like finite element analysis, but, um, FEA, um, very important part of engineering, uh, you know, analyzing structures, make sure things last long enough. Your car again, right. The axle, right? The shafts on your car. Typically you want to design those to have an infinite life cycle fatigue. Um, so they won't, they basically just last for an infinite amount of cycles. Um, and so 
basically, um, you know, engineering, mechanical engineering is super, super broad. And uh, I don't want to keep rambling on too much because I could literally talk for like hundreds of years, if not even more like, no, probably like thousands of years um, about how much there was involved in engineering and in mechanical engineering and still not even like scratch the surface. Um, it's that depth, but um, I love mechanical engineering. I love my job. It's super challenging. It's super, um, it's always different. Um, I, I really enjoy it. And um, if you want to become a mechanical engineer, it's very doable. Um, you just really have to, you know, go to a school, take a few math classes and then, you know, work in the field. Um, and, and one thing for everyone out there who's looking to become a mechanical engineer, don't, um, you know, don't, um, worry too much about looking at the end goal. So like, you know, becoming a mechanical engineer is just step one, but like, you know, a lot of people from my experience when I went to school, um, they, they didn't go into it or they took a class and they stopped or they, they didn't even like try the program because, you know, the first response was, oh, the math is way too hard. And I won't lie, the math is difficult, but you're not getting all of it, you know, shoved down your throat, you know, immediately. Okay. You know, you take, you start off and base one, you know, like you start off with like algebra or calculus and, and, uh, you know, you don't jump to calculus for, you don't jump to dynamics or thermodynamics you know, you start at the basics, at the fundamentals, and you slowly work your way up. And it's really not that bad. Nothing in life is really that difficult, in my opinion, if it's broken down into little steps and little bite-sized pieces. So, you know, would it be hard to jump into a fourth year of engineering and not know anything? Yeah. Is it hard to start the first year of engineering and get through it? It is, but it's very doable and you can do it. If you want to become a mechanical engineer, you can absolutely do it. You are smart enough. You are good enough. You have the skills and the resources available to you and you'll find a way. The how will work itself out as you go. But yeah, you know, for me, it was hard. It, it took time, but you know, I, I didn't become an expert in, in design. I didn't become an expert in structural analysis um, you know, you, you, you slowly, you start those things. And I remember the first time I started, you know, designing in CAD while wow, it was hard. Now it's, it's much, much easier, right? My, after spending enough time doing and practicing, it became like second nature, it became much, much easier. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's not bad and, and anyone can do it. You just got to commit, but yeah, don't, don't worry about, you know, oh, the math is too hard or the classes are too hard or what you hear from other people, because you break the, how do you eat an elephant? Do you eat the whole thing in one bite? You can, you can try. Um, for me, I would, you know, break the elephant up into little tiny pieces and eat one bite by one bite. And it just takes time like anything else, but it's a really good career path. In my opinion, it, it, it really it not only helps you in your field, but just the way that you're thinking and to a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I've heard you're not going to use anything you learn in school when you, you know, you're on the job. I would not say that's true. 
Um, I definitely use a lot of the things I learned in school um, at my job. And also, it's not about that. Well, it is, but it's not only about that. It's also about training your mind to think in a certain way. It's training your mind how to, okay, how do I solve this problem? How do I think like an engineer, right? It's like, you know, you've seen the karate kid or whatever, right? And I think I've made this analogy in one of my previous podcasts. Um, but, you know, Daniel son, he has him like, you know, scrubbing the floors um, with, I don't know, I forgot what it is like this. He's like, he's Mr. Miyagi has Daniel like scrubbing the floors constantly. And Dan, Danny is just like, yo, um, like WTF, like, why am I doing this like really mundane, boring task? Okay. Like, what's the point of this? Right. And then Mr. Miyagi like throws a punch at him or whatever. And then he like kind of like reacts. So it's like, it's like training your mind to think like an engineer and develop those critical thinking and problem solving skills. Engineering is, is for me, it is not straightforward. Um, it is when, you know, I rely on the fundamentals, but it's like a, it's a process of like trial and error, just getting a slam dunk, hitting it right on the dot every time for me rarely happens. It's like, okay, try, fail, try, fail. Okay. Well, keep trying different things. Um, you know, change a variable and try again, change a variable, try again. So it's a lot of trial and error it, to be an engineer. In my opinion, it takes, you know, grit. It takes resilience. It takes, you know, not being disappointed on the first try and you will get it. It's like, imagine you're playing basketball and you're trying to hit a three pointer, right? You're going to, are you going to get that three point shot on the first Okay, let's say a half court shot. Are you going to get the half court shot um, on the first try? You might, right? You might take 10 shots and hit the rim and almost get in, right? But that's still not quite in, right? You got to take multiple shots sometimes and then you'll get it in. But it just takes resilience and it takes time like everything else. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to be a mechanical engineer, you know, I'm telling you, like, go for it. It's a very broad field and you can specialize within it however you you want. You could be like you could be um, a, a, like a, a finite element analysis engineer where you just do structural design. You could be a manufacturing engineer where you work in castings or machining or a type of manufacturing. You could be an, enge an engineer who designs gears. Gears are another important thing you could be someone who literally does um, like physical testing. You could be a noise, vibration, and harshness engineer. You could be an engine person. You could be a drivetrain engineer. There's there's really limitless possibilities. It's a very broad field, and there's so much room. And in my opinion, we need more engineers. We need more scientists. Um, there's really never enough. We need more innovators in the game. Um, but again, that's really all I had for you. Um, I didn't even scratch the surface of what I wanted to really cover because I don't want to keep this podcast too long. Um, but yeah, mechanical engineering, great field. And if you have any questions, please like feel free to like email us directly, right? Uh, my email is in the podcast description Please, I would love to answer your questions. Leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. And uh, yeah, just keep hustling, keep grinding. You're doing really great. Um, and, uh, you know, life is super abundant and there's plenty of opportunities. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time. Bye.
Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the Iron Skies community. Stay tuned for more episodes to come every week. Please share this podcast with anyone you think that may enjoy and benefit from. If you'd like to support the show, there is a link tree down in the description. Keep hustling. Never stop believing in your dreams. Keep up the positive thought and momentum. You got this. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.